Hi everyone, and welcome to my full album review for Clipping, Visions, A Body Was Being Burned. My name is Holden Stefan Broy. This is the Headspace Podcast, the show where we break down the new hip-hop projects track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on each song. Uh, an example of the kind of album we do, Clipping, Visions, A Body Is Being Burned. This is the full album review, so full disclosure for this new format. Um, I haven't heard the album at all yet. I'm going to go hit track one when we get to it, listen to it, come back, give you thoughts, go back, listen to track two, move on through the whole project. That's how we're going to do this format. So it's half album review, half album reaction. No, I'm not going to play the songs. It's not actually legal unless you do some fanciness to it. Whatever you may believe, I'm like 90% certain it could end up with my video getting clipped if clipping chooses to clip said video because that's how the tool actually works. Anyway. I don't listen to the songs. It's not really what I do. If you want that, cool. But what you could do is when I change the song, go bump it or whatever, and then play it. Anyway, I'm just saying that to let y'all know what to expect. It is me talking. It is, it's a podcast. Anyhow, uh, I make music myself as a qualifier. You can check that out. Uh, I have my most recent track is called Lose Weight. I have a new album dropping uh, this upcoming week from when this video comes out. And uh, I actually have a remix challenge going on. So if you like the track, I'm going to link to the remix challenge as well in the description of the video. So check out Lose Weight. If you want to jump on that remix, I'm putting up $250 of Canadian dollars to uh, the best remix and putting that out all proper so you can look into that also if you support this channel you can check out on the Patreon and uh, support us like that that would be real dope on that note I like to start every episode describing my familiarity with the artist I'm covering because y'all super fans are super fans y'all and you know if you're a casual fan it's a little bit of a different experience and every way that you like ingest the album how you like perceive it is highly based on your relationship with the artist there's a high correlation between what you know about them their story what they value and represent as an example this is my second clipping review and i didn't even realize until after the first clipping review that they have a rule in the the, the group where you can't refer to yourself as an i so it forces this different kind of writing and i learned that after through the comments so you know feel free to teach me through the comments i love that i love to learn um but yeah for me i i did the last clipping albums it was delightful and it got a decent number of views relative to my channel so i saw this one came out i said screw it i enjoyed the last one um there's a couple tunes on there i really really dig uh what is it uh the one where they like the cops shoot out the room and it's a horror scene really early on the album it's one of my favorite tunes actually last year i listened to it all the time okay okay i went and checked it's nothing is safe and also blood of the fangs i really love those tunes so the fact that i was still listening to clipping tracks considering the volume of music i intake and i guess how little of it like sticks week to week i thought it would be super interesting to see what's happening on this project also no like gigantic fire burning piano outro on this one just based on the the length of the outro track so anyway i don't have a lot more to say going into it i do need to comment quickly on the album cover otherwise i can't legally have it up in here i need to critique it in some way um i think it's boring it's just a bunch of spikes it's really similar to the last one maybe there's some symbolism to it that like makes sense as the album comes through but there's very little that makes it identifiable to clipping i guess as part of their branding honestly i it's just a cover i would i would never really register it if it wasn't for the fact that i actively sought out this project but if y'all like that cover 
if y'all like the way the little spikies exist the color the, the, whatever if y'all think it's cool let me know what you think if there's some hidden meaning that's there because yo apparently the last time on the band camp they wrote out an album description and i don't want to check that until after i hear the project so maybe there's some bigger meaning to it but just looking at it myself it's like eh but i like the title visions of bodies being burned it gives me the sense that there's going to be a bit of a prophetic theme on this project we'll see if i'm right and considering the state of the world how close to uh my birthday which happens to be a certain federal election this album is coming out maybe it's uh it's going to be a prophetic projection into the future as to what's going to come so i think it's a cool title i think it's kind of interesting in the sense that it has that violent overtone but it's also a vision it's also almost like a futuresque tone it's not here yet it's something to be scared of but it isn't in the present and i like that imagery anyway i think this video might get a little lengthy because there's 16 tracks so i'm gonna get to it with the intro yeah so it turns out and i may have missed this this is like the second part to the last album so that's pretty cool and there's a according to genius so keep in mind sometimes genius fills it up but uh the way it kind of starts off has a little bit of that eerie background noise and a scream uh, that kind of before David starts rapping that is linked into the outro of the last project. So I kind of like what albums do that. I never would have caught it. I'll be real with you. I had a lot of trouble understanding what he said listening to the take. Um, it's mixed in a way where his voice is tucked deep into it so it's very staticky it's very abrasive it has this long build up before any kind of vocals kick in and i really like the ominous feel to it like don't get me wrong i really enjoyed listening to the experience of this um it's like a softcore horror movie it's kind of goofy in the way that like 30 steam games kind of give you a jump scare-esque vibe i mean i'm looking over here at the genius it just kind of sounds like vague horror i don't know there's not like any bars that popped out at me like oh well guess that wasn't in your ministry here comes the hammers to rearrange body chemistry you should behave the way you do when family is threatened you was making moves and now you're making messes take this tape and play it listen to the message did you really think that death would just be simple no it never stops you should run away i don't know just that little snippet there you get a sense of vague warningness happening um it's 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 really top level i don't know it doesn't really give me a lot to sink into but at the same time it's it does have a, a tone of build-up he gets really erratic and fast with his flow and rhythm it's kind of got this weird offbeat vibe to it like he's almost rushing his way through it in an eerie way that i think fits the tone and builds up to it but since i couldn't really listen to the bars so well on my first listen it's hard for me to really comment outside of just kind of looking at it on genius um I think it's a cool intro but i don't know like i have pretty solid headphones they're not like the best but when i have trouble listening to your vocals on my first playthrough i mean sure there's an ambient mood and maybe the rest of the album's super blessed because i haven't heard it yet but it does it does take like a point away if i find it like kind of hard to hear what you're saying on the very first track but i'm gonna give it uh, the extra little points that this is a bit probably a more experimental album and you really should probably listen to it a few more times i think it's an interesting opening and i'm going to give it a four i i can't really give it a higher grade without really thinking about what he said and from what i saw maybe it's a little top level but still four because it's a cool sonic experience and for the halloweeny vibes we're in I'm, I'm feeling it anyway let's check out the next one say the name what an incredible beat
this song is really engaging. Uh, the first one kind of like was a little abrasive, but then you get this really smooth chorus, which is David kind of redoing from the Scarface lyrics, my mind playing tricks on me. Um, I knew I recognized it, but it's cool that he redid the sample. So you get the candlesticks in the dark regions of bodies being burned and it has a swag to it the way he delivers it. And instantly the vocals become clean. And unlike the last track, you're like almost supposed to be able to hear every word being said on this. And it's really evident in the mixing. Uh, the beat just lays out this very interesting experience I, again like i was very i'm very impressed with it like i feel like you just kind of like want a vibe to it but it's still a little spooky but now you got a bit of danceability to it apparently so you know this track's been out for a minute for y'all i did not hear it before today i've never heard it before so if you've listened to it a whole bunch I appreciate that you may have a different uh, perspective on it than I did just hearing it one time. And I want to comment that the way David writes, it's really like obscure. So you have to really stop and think about it and try to consider what abstract ways he's using to describe some basic thing. Like apparently this track is about uh, the Candyman horror movie guy. So I'm already out because I've never seen that horror flick. I don't know fucking anything about Candyman. But without that, there's still this eerie presence of social commentary, like students being attacked in the first verse, the sense of like, yo, you're not even safe in your safe spaces is kind of what I felt from that little bar that he popped out or just a creepy ambiance. And yeah, there's there's a lot of hints to it being Candyman, apparently, because he has like a hooked hand and like the mirror and some bees thing. So I'm going to give it to him. It's probably really clever if you catch the horror reference. Yo, what are the th I just wanted to read this annotation thing from Genius. Cause yo, it was profound. Say the name released on August 26th is the lead single from Clipping's 2020 album Visions of the Bodies Being Burned. Uh, the second half of the horrorcore homage diptych, which began with 2019's There Existed an Addiction to Blood. Shit, man, I can't make a review like that. That's some fucking fire-ass language this person used. That is writing beyond the level of effort I will ever put on this channel because, yo, that's a lot of time to write that. Like the songs of the preceding album, Satan Name views the elements and themes of 90s horror films and horrorcore through an anti-racist, anti-patriarchal, anti-colonial lens to address the struggles of our current era. I guess... I just, if that's what's happening on this song, it kind of has framed how I see it now. So when I think about that student line, it's there. Like, you know, the streets bleed, streets swear up, the beats love it. I mean, that's an interesting, you know, sweet syrup. I don't know, pic I picture codeine, honestly, when I hear that, that's going on. The bees love it. It tracks it. That's, a, I guess, a candy man. They're coming on a swarm. But even that, isn't there like a whole horror movie about bees and shit that came out in the 90s? And they're raining on your college-ass disco. Get your collar turned up and your freshest attire. Get your bitch womb ready because this baby going to be fire i mean honestly you get the sense of like this creepy shit's happening but there is this like he's right that really eloquent comment there is like this almost social norm feel that gets uh questioned and brought up in it and the second verse i guess it's looking at misogyny or the way women are mistreated or whatever and then you know i like the way he goes in the third verse though the pimp slap thing like the hook gonna be the coldest pimp slap coat rack for a man's skin let it air dry i don't know it has like a cool vibe to it the party lines crack kills they're trying to see but this one more a hairline fracture it's clever but um if there's any criticism to it it's like you gotta probably really be into liberal you gotta be like into the kind of liberal artsy language that would produce the description i read to you verbatim from genius right like i love what he does because he uses language really well and i like his kind of airy flow his super dry voice the way he rides it but like 
everything he did on this track is superfluous which is almost the point it's fanciful like this is like for geeks man but like english geeks because y'all i don't think anything he wrote in there is scary i don't know that his social commentary is overly profound it's more like really cool how he managed to obscurely write about candy man without being like direct while also still taking some shots at stuff and you know he has a little rosemary's baby reference according to genius on that nine month later a baby from hell line or whatever like there's just it's interesting i like it i wouldn't recommend this to a lot of people but there are also some people who i would absolutely recommend this to so i guess if you're in you're in it so four and a half on five that shit's an experience i don't know if it's amazing but it's an experience worth having let's move on to which board all right it's a little skit a couple ladies uh playing on a ouija board spelling out he is here feels like a super corny theme out of a horror movie really corny uh it works stumping and then it just immediately blasts into the next track like the next track had started a little bit before like it just starts with, with like vocals so i guess it's here to set up uh 96 neve campbell is is its whole point uh completely skippable in my opinion but also something i could leave on because like it fits the project that i've heard but it's also just there like i don't know i feel very neutral to this skit um i guess if you're really into the ambiance signs of this project uh it's dope i don't know i would i would probably just skip it unless like i'm really letting the album play because more than likely i'm going to cherry pick singles off of this and maybe not come back to the album as a full a whole lot i think it's a cool set piece but eh, skits like this are kind of i don't know what does it really add a lot i guess maybe i don't know let me know what you think about these kinds of skits because they're not my favorite but i'm not like the be all end all of anything so i'm gonna give it like a three on five because honestly i don't i don't know if i like it or not it's just there uh it could have just been attached to the next song and it would have been fine by me anyway 96 neve campbell and i have to go google who that is uh, staring at the Nev Campbell wiki thing and it said party of five and I'm like that makes no sense and then I didn't click and then I reread it and I saw Scream 96 I think that's when Scream came out I'm like oh okay slasher horror movie um I like this song too but I also don't like it I feel very mixed um the, the parts of it where David is being kind of like in the intro bit where it's like more horror movie-esque are fucking weird. It's just a weird experience. I don't know if I enjoy it or not. I, I could. I could not. I have to listen to this again. So I guess we're on, we've gone through four tracks. Uh, we'll call it three little songs here. Intro is kind of a song. Uh, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I don't know if I like it or not. I don't. I don't know if it's masterful or not. I don't know if it's clever or corny. I have to listen again. So that's a positive, all right. Like I have to listen again. Not just I want to. Like I feel like I can't just give this album one shot because it's really well done in terms of it. Because yeah, the second the chorus kicks in here, like this bitch boss, and then uh, Cam and China do that part, and then he does his cam footer neck. Who next? The whole there's just it's a vibe to it, and then then the, the ladies kill it um i'm not i've never heard of cam and china before i don't know who they are i'm gonna have to look that up because yo they, they they slay this they have the swagger they have the flow uh they're dropping braggadocious stuff um i guess there's a 
a horror theme to it like very very little of a horror theme really like uh china's verse is kind of like we're killing it we're bosses now we on top of it etc you know like shit like forgive me if i'm blind because i got my mind on the mill i would argue it's very generic lyrics uh but like she flosses it's real real nice the chorus kicks in cam comes through does her thing you know she's fucking through like still pull you a better bop than penny pipe no crack rocks back to back like ass shots and still made it to my mascot i like her flow better i like the way she rhymes better but like again it's still cool it's flowing through and my first thought was i wish like they also couldn't say i because maybe it would force them to do a little bit like better writing compared to like what david's doing with his obscure shit so i don't know it feels like there's a bit of a juxtaposition and then his like last verse comes through and it's all right it's a little bit more horror-esque but that's the thing i feel like he's got this like horror-esque vibe going on to what he's doing and then honestly the ladies come through and kill it but it's a weird experience on this song and i would love to know what you think about that because i don't know if i'm right I, I maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm missing the point but part of it is um I wanted to get my thoughts on you know, the beats banging too. By the way, straight up, I'm going to go with a, a 4.25 on this. Uh, it's a vibe, and I like the vibe, but there was a couple things that kind of felt weird. Like when, uh, and this may be just because of what it says. Uh, according to the album's pre-order page on Sub Pop, the second single, 96, Neve Campbell, is a tribute to the self-aware final girl character of the post-slasher film Psycho featuring Ingo Woods, Cam, and China, who proved to do more than survive the mass killer. They preemptive strike his ass. And I don't see that in the bars at all. They're just fly ladies in the bars. I'm like, I went, I'm like, wait, what? Um, come through killing everything, leave the credits for the, like, wh where does this have to do with anything of like David's picture? Maybe like their rapping embodies that idea, but it, 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 I don't feel like they deliver on the idea of fitting this project in terms of what they did outside of just being a couple of boss ladies on there. So it's like a 4.25, but it's a little weird. And again, this is another one where maybe upon further listenings, I'll catch some shit or I'll feel a different way about it. But first listen, I'm left with a bit of a juxtaposition on this one. And uh, I think it's time to move on to something underneath. I don't know what the fuck I just listened to, but I liked it. It was so strange. That chorus just drops the beat entirely to do this weird singy shit. Uh, the first verse just slaps you. It, like, first, the intro is cool, too. I forgot. Like, it changes. Like, the beat goes up into multiple forms. It's just so very alive and dynamic, uh, very engaging. This The second verse has this, like, crazy, like, three-part beat structure where it starts off kind of calm, and then it gets more staticky, or maybe it starts off staticky again at one listen. And then by the end of it, it's just this chaotic rumble of fucking rhythmic sounds and shit ca cascading together into this harmony of chaos that I really, really fucking enjoy enjoy the flow that he brings on it is a very regular fast flow it is not an impressive fast flow it is an enjoyable and regular fast flow it is the kind of fast flow that anybody that knows how to rap fast can bang out no problem and i appreciate the repetition of the shake it down shake it down shake it down bit because it really adds to the theater of the song and on that front it kind of creates an ambiance but a lot of this came off like filler that was rhythmic filler that just had this tone coming through of it um i don't know like when he went many things uh many many things are multiplying at the bottom where the bass is everything from hot hit the core work the floor don't stop till it's strong enough to hold the hordes it's kind of cool it's kind of high but like i don't know i don't know what he's really saying except that a bunch of shit's happening and it's building up in this ambiance but he's so indirect and he's so all over the place that i just don't know what the fuck this song's about 
I get the sense that something below is chaotically happening. Maybe it's minions rising up. Maybe it's like the 1% looking down over the horrors of the world going on. And all I'm left with is a bunch of maybes. Um, I'm certain one of y'all is going to be able to tell me exactly what piece of pop culture or historic reference he was going on on this. Maybe it's biblical or whatever. The flows are really great. The only thing that really popped out at me lyrically is he's like literally just popping through like nothing to do with the brain and saying thoughts and sentient ideas. The safety saying drop that shit. What's cooler to being cool? Ice cold. And then it just like flips up and goes crazy. And I'm like, did he really do that? That's cool. I mean... I'm not like gonna call him a biter. If, if you write a line like that, everybody knows you're homaging. You're playing homage, however you say that, to like Andre 3000. Nobody's ever gonna think that that line is anybody else, but it was just so randomly thrown in. Um, it's super cool, but like, what the fuck is it about? I don't really know. I don't get it. I just really enjoyed listening to it. Um, I wish I could say more insightful stuff. I'm recommending this. If you're into strange sonic experiences, but um, you're really going to have to put effort into digging out the meaning into David's project. And here's what I can tell y'all. If this video gets, I don't know, 500 likes, I'll do a super deep dive into the theoretical nuances and really break down all of the what ifs and whatnots of the album. But chances are the people that are really going to care about that stuff could do it better than me. And yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I just watching this. Let me know what you think in the comments though. I'm trying this new format where I'm not listening to it as much. So if you have like, you know, thoughts, you're like, this is trash. I totally get that. This is the second video with this format of recording that I'm doing. So sorry if it's not as in deep as we went with the last clipping review because we did listen to that album like four times before doing that review you know so just just to give you the context for those of you that may have saw the last one and have moved to this one yeah it's what it is see colored lights new vibes it's it's what it is um i liked it i would recommend this i really would this is such a cool and experimental album so far avant-garde is a good word for it does it achieve i don't know i think it's avant-garde for people like me that like pop music he's getting me he's feeding me the candy and i know it's bad for me candy but it's still delicious and that's how i feel about this album it's like a, i feel like the depths of it aren't there because yo like literally i'm looking into memphis's fucking horrorcore scene right now by comparison memphis's horrorcore scene makes this sound like weak sauce this is like like for me a middle class dude that has no fears in my fucking life it's horror for me and I like that. So I'm giving this tune a 4.35 for just being out there. I don't know if I like it yet, but I've, I'm enjoying the experience so far. Make them dead. That's what's next. So this beat relies heavy on that static sound, which I guess is meant to invoke a sense of like eeriness and horror or something. But I find it just comes off obnoxious and abrasive without adding a lot of artistic ambient merit to it. Like, I don't know. I guess um, you've been there and you've done that already on this project, but fine, y'all may disagree with me. I'm okay with that. Um, it starts off kind of slow because like, well, when it picks up in the second verse, I kind of like it. But I feel like the first verse and the third verse are kind of dry, a little lazy in the way that their composition is. It's relying on this very steady rhythm and these big pauses to hold over on this beat. But the beat's just kind of staticky and minimalistic. And I don't know, it just didn't really resonate that well with me. Like, starve in the fashion, Psh, board, march in the action. 
all right whatever um i don't know that 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 first verse felt really kind of boring to me and the same thing with his delivery being so dry and flat it works when he's doing like a higher intensity rhythm or when he's going really fast i like his dryness or when he's vibing to the beat but it's kind of just like dry talking with like a, a small rhythm otherwise i don't know you can again i would love to know your thoughts on that as well but um for me the second verse is my favorite part i really like how he starts that verse i thought it was the first like really that's clever and i get it moment when he goes eye for an eye is no eye here which is cool because he had just done the bible part so eye for an eye makes it kind of fit in and i do think this song may be talking a bit about religious indoctrination and the way people blindly follow matras and things like that which is interesting following the last song so maybe there's something uh underneath that the horror-esque picture is all these like zombie-esque plebs and then we're like deep diving a little further i'm looking at the religious and, and way people just kind of like, blindly buy into shit without questions i like the way he looks at guns uh rights and shit like that at the end of the verse it kind of it kind of comes off like a pseudo analysis of, of shit uh the guns rights is in the third verse uh scan can they run right stand in the sun like i don't know it just felt super top level like i don't know this is it doesn't feel like hyper intellectual it feels like you're using a lot of fancy words but you're being really ambiguous with it i don't know i enjoy it i just i can't like pinpoint again what is the the core message here outside of i guess people are drones that might be it but still the fact that he doesn't like ever go i in his track so he's able to be like there's no eyes here so there's no eyes in me using the word i but also people are blind in the way they perceive things because there's no eyes here blind eye defy with no idea and that is those lines right there might be in two bars the best social commentary on modern north america millennial and young people politics there is or even just american politics in general i'm canadian i consider canadian like politics just as vapid um i love it i see all the politic conversations on facebook and that really hit me i love those bars uh i'm gonna give this on four it's really weird the chorus oh my gosh the chorus is a vibe i really like the chorus and i like the way that as the beat evolves the chorus kind of hits different each time based on what's going on on the beat but then we go into that like staticky ambiance sounds at the end of the track and which didn't really hit me as much so this might be one again where it's just not sitting with me right on the first time because it's new and it's scary and it's not what i'm used to but upon subsequent listens it would get better but i'm gonna be real with you i don't have a huge desire to give this particular song subsequent listens like some of the other ones made me want to go back so for it for i think is a fair grade on this one that's okay she said that's what's next this is a really like cool example of what i think uh clipping has done well in this horrorcore escapades that they're onto a lot of the lyrics and the flow of this track take on a modern trap party-esque vibe and almost like something like like a big crate rhythm in the way that it builds up and it stacks up and you know you kind of hype shit up with it i really love it i love the way he like flips it up like, even the back to the back to the fire you know all of that vibe and it just builds up but meanwhile the beat does add a bit of the hi-hats to kind of give you that like, you know, faster trap-esque feel just to kind of give you a little something to, to tie it back into. But the rest of the beat is just this weird ambient horror-y sound. Um, I like the chorus, she bad though. She bad though. Again, like playing up on those more modern pop conventions, 
but really reinventing the theme with the creepy, eerie imagery and the way they put it all together on this project. Uh, this this is a really interesting song. Enjoyability? I, I don't fucking know if I like it. Again, this is in that same realm of it's weird, it's, it's interesting, but unlike the last one, I think this really stands out in a more positive way. The, the content of the verses paints this imagery of like this creepy foresty kind of vibe. I say forest because at some point there's crinkling under the leaves. Like it kind of sounds like they're stepping on stuff. There's like a squeaky gate with rust on it. And it just kind of paints this picture where you almost uh, feel like there's a bunch of dudes or whatever in the forest and they come across this creepy ass house and shit just goes fucking nuts and the witch is coming to get them. And you know, she bad because she like the scary witch up in the forest and whatnot. And I like this one. I feel like it's kind of really clear in the in the vibe it's painting. You can almost close your eyes and just really ride the rhythm of it. I feel like this one cuts away from the ambiguity a bit and therefore my enjoyability on that front went way up, but the beat's a little weird and hard to get my head into. I don't even know, like this album is cool. If anyone ever wants to like make comments like hip hop never does anything interesting, this would be a cool album to show them that like there's interesting happening. Is it good? I don't I don't know. Interesting and good aren't always the same. Uh, but I like it. I like the fact that this exists and this experience sitting in my purple light room, just fucking vibing to it, like I, I think this is cool. Like if you were like walking in the forest bumping this project and you were like used to not scary shit like me, it's got a vibe. Is it actually scary? Fuck no, but it's got a good vibe in the way that a suspense movie. It's more of a suspense feel than a horror feel, if that makes sense. Um, I'm gonna give this a 4.25. It's a really cool effort. Uh, I don't have much more to comment on it. I like this one. It does. There's nothing about this that that's kind of abrasive or annoying. It's just kind of cool, and it's in his flow. Like he went fast, it went interesting, but also like he shows and flexes his mathematical geekiness to this. Like you can tell that David over here really understands the intricate nature of rhythm to a point where it's almost a little bit too complicated at points. Like his pausing is pristine, perfect, but in a way where. You go, you didn't have to do that. You could have smoothed it out a bit, but you you showboating, son. And his showboating efforts are both really cool and really showboaty at the same time in the sense that you can feel that he's trying really hard to be like fancy with it when he could have gone a little smoother and I think it would have made it a little a little nicer. Like it wouldn't, it doesn't hurt to just be smooth with it, but I get it. You're trying to flex your creativity on a project like this and I definitely think they achieved the goal on that. Anyway, the halfway point uh, of the eight, track eight, just before the halfway point, I guess, is Invocation. So in the bottom part of Genius, uh, people leave comments about their thoughts or whatever. And somebody's comment is, I like the part where it went beep. And I thought that was fucking funny. And I wanted to share that with you. This is one of those ambient interlude set pieces. I'm not sure who Greg Stewart is, but he's featured on this. Um, it builds up and then there's a beep. Um, what I have to give this interlude credit for is it really fucks with your brain when you're listening to it. Like there's that thing where certain frequencies and sounds kind of make you feel a way. I don't know if it's the combination of the lighting in the room with the sounds and the headphones and maybe a little inebriation on my part um, of the smokable variety, but it basically hit my brain in a tingly kind of way. So on that front, it's particularly interesting mixing and the effect is kind of cool. It's, it's, it's abrasive in like a tingly way. 
but shit, I would not ever listen to this. I would fucking skip this like every every time. I don't I don't like this kind of stuff. That doesn't make it good or bad. That's just me not enjoying the interlude beyond its intended purpose. I get it as like a piece, but I don't know what comes next. I don't know how much it's going to serve the role of anything. I guess it's a palate cleanser of sorts, but I'm going to give it another three. I could live without these little interludes, but you might like them. And I would love to know if you feel they complete the album or if they take away from it. Anyway, next up is called Pain Every Day. I definitely think this is the best song I've heard so far on this album. Uh, this is really fucking cool. It appears to be about uh, when people die, they're not actually going on to another life. It's almost like their spirit is trapped in uh, an in-between where they're suffering from the last affliction of how they died like uh and so you're constantly going through the pain of that and then it feels like they're lashing out and attacking the mortals like watch the mortals blow their brains out that was fun um you stuck to make the most you uh, make the omens get the guns watch the mortals blow the brains out that was fun is how it ends so it almost feels like it's this culmination of these spirits roaming the world creating almost havoc and then uh influencing humanity to go down this dark fucking route because of the suffering that they're going through and i thought that was just so interesting but there's an intensity to the way he spits these lyrics over this ridiculous beat and i'm gonna be real with you the beat makes this song it's not so much david is the production on this track that is ridiculous and he glides over it flawlessly i really want to give him his props on this he's extremely clear the tone he takes to that well it's basically the same fucking tone in every track honestly but he has some variation to it more energy in this one i felt it was really really like strong i felt the delivery was proper i like the way he fucking like just rips it up in the second verse and adds that intensity um i think it's i think it's really cool i think like i don't have a lot more to comment on it i mean you can go through the ambiance of the bars he paints the picture really well he's extremely descriptive and on these more story driven painted picture kind of tracks i think he does he does a really good job at conveying the energy but then you get to the outro where the beat just explodes into something even fucking greater than everything you've heard throughout the whole song um 4.5 for real uh, i don't know if i can call it a five i really have to think about that more it doesn't hit me with that insta classic it hits me with the damn that's a really good song but this is the most potential for being like a flawless track i've heard so far like it's on point the chorus is on point it again carries through that evolution of production that is prevalent throughout this album i love the fact that he's not sticking with like a static beat like everything's alive everything feels dynamic everything feels like an experience on this project so on that front he's kept it consistent it's still fucking dope to listen to <clears throat> And I am trying to make my reviews a little shorter in general. So that's all I'm going to say about this one. I like it. I would recommend this track more than everything else. But you can check the lock. So apparently this is the spiritual successor to Seagram sleeping in my Nikes, which I have not heard. But um, I kind of got that vibe when I saw that. Well, I saw that in the genius annotation. And then the last line of the second verse is like, you know, sleeping in his trucks or whatever. So it's like, ah, cool. He's doing it. But yeah, it is another banger falcon song I, I really enjoyed this one i love the way he has some flair in his voice it's not just that like dry ass bored sounding tone he's used for most of this project which i guess 
creates this like static kind of horror this is some flair and energy in it and he's just vibing on it really proper as he's painting this picture of a guy who you know he's basically in the hood and he's fucking rich is the kind of vibe i get he's going through some shit i like the way he kind of you know paints it like he's almost in the trap living away from a condo that's kind of how i took it because there's this idea of like his life is really fancy but his work is really grimy right so with that dart against the condo fancy kind of manicured world that it's in you get the sense that this is like a dealer or a kingpin or a boss or whatever especially because he's got to check the locks when he walks by the door and shit and it really plays on the anxiety and how fucked up it is the zannies don't even work to calm him down anymore it's just kind of stressful and he knows that people are coming for him and I, I really like it it's super cool um i like it when he's like and then comes inside at night's ready to fire with guns like he ain't got none which reminds me of Dr. Dre, who is like, guns, what you mean? Like, I ain't got none, what you think I sold them out? I don't know, there's a few bars like that that have popped out, so I thought that was cool. Jokes on them when his Uzi weighs a ton is another cool bar, kind of just giving these little shout-outs back to other people. So I really respect David for taking that approach and using this track to kind of pay homage to a few artists and just kind of do something cool with that. And just the idea of, like, this fancy guy, he's ready for it all and whatnot, and he just kind of he just kind of plays up on it. I don't know. He's basically distressed. He's ready to go. And I like the idea of sleeping in his trucks. He has no choice because he's just got to run in case some shit happens. And that anxiety that gets played out, like you can tell that David is maybe not such a fan of the gangster life. And this is that kind of tone of like, what? Nah, nah, nah. Did you think about how stressful it is to be up in that position? And he is. He's painting that picture for it really well. And I think he does a cool job with it. I think it's a fun track to listen to. And the production is also pretty stellar on this one. Uh, they do a great job of creating the vibe. And then again, like when he's done and they let beat play for a good 15 seconds there, it's just an enjoyable sound to, to kind of capture into. It's a cool track. Uh, so far, the second half of the project is like a fucking solid increase off of some of that middle staticky bit i'm giving this another 4.5 on 5 i really liked it and uh i'm gonna get on to the next track uh looking like meat but for me i gotta go do a couple of chores so when you see me record it might be a good hour and a half into my future so take care future holden will return all right, I'm back from my little adventure. There's this cool little art uh, exhibition in Montreal at Benny Park, if you happen to be in Montreal, where they have like, these five wooden panels set up and it's like this live feed of looking inside a studio session happening. I guess not a live feed, but it's pretty it's pretty nifty. So I checked that out for a quick minute. Um, anyway, this track is, is interesting. Why? Because again, we have that juxtaposition of David's not using I and creating like a vibe where it feels like he's kind of criticizing hard talkers and like internet talkers and people who present themselves like they got something to say or something to go and do about it. You know, almost like test my gangster that's what i took from the, the attitude it is you know like and they play it up with um yeah come here yeah you you look like you think hard where you from get the fuck out hey you step out uh for somebody cut your arm where you from fix your face get the fuck out in the chorus so get that kind of abruptness in a little bit of the, the pre-chorus you know if you uh hands up if your hand shakes it's time for you to eat something you know and if you want beef he says at one point you know like you know just kind of implying like yeah this is a straight up I'm gonna eat you and you're the meat. You know, that's that's the point of like the intro part. Um, and then this horror guy comes on and 
I don't know. David's part's fine. I really enjoyed it. I feel like it's, a, it's another one of those ones where he's got a vibe to it. The intro bit's kind of whatever, like the hands up if you're hungry. It's kind of dry, but it's it's all right in sense of the ambiance of the track. This one's a little bit more on the static end, but still really cool on a production front. It doesn't come off annoying or abrasive. Um, up until the horror guy's verse, I'm assuming the nines in the guy's name is horror. Um, otherwise, it's Ho9909, which I don't think is what he was going for. Um, I didn't like his contribution lyrically, but sonically, it was a good fit. So from a sound perspective, it's like somebody said, hey, you guys are playing in the same genre of noisy avant-garde rap. Let's put them all sonically together. Uh, this is kind of what it feels like. And then the way that horror raps has his voice enveloped in the samples and it, it's really cool. Like you can almost picture how his voice has sounds in the beat going like almost almost surrounding it. It's almost enveloping him. It's, it's really cool on that front. But his bars are boring as fuck. It's just some basic swag shit that really... It's almost like he is the stereotype a little bit that's getting made fun of in the first verse. But right off the jump, he's like, big ones, you don't want to smoke a pack of razor blades for fun. Underneath your tongue, I do magic tricks. I mean, all right, fair enough. Very generic emo shit, like very generic. Nothing's original or cool up in that. God save him, I'm a special lip because I'm a wizard with the shit. Again, nothing really special in these bars. It's pretty kind of boring. His delivery is not anything special either. If anything, horror sounds cool because of the effects and the mixing on his voice. You know, Pearl Harbor with the clips. So all I'm getting from this is he's a suicidal crazy dude. I'm a pit bull, hands off with the gunpowder. I don't trust y'all playing in the background. Shifty, low down, gritty, grammy, little sag on the pants and some gold teeth. Never trust that shirt. I'm a known freak. Some of these MCs, yeah, you looking like dead meat. I'm just like, this doesn't fit this album. Like it doesn't fit this, this verse from the words perspective. In the same way that the 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 Cam and China verse felt kind of off next to David's like adherence to the structure of clipping, it's just fucking weird. I don't know. It throws me off. It, the, like the sound is good. Like it sounds all right, but the fucking bars in that horror verse, like it doesn't belong on. It's like they're good on another track, on like another on another vibe. So like it, it's a weird mix. I'm gonna give it a four, because I mean there are things about this track that I think are good. And there are things about it that I can see why you would like and I might not appreciate. So I don't think it's poorly made. I just don't know that this is my favorite one. Just in light of, I guess, the vapidness of that second verse in contrast to the interesting intrigue that David's lack of eye does. Like, I didn't realize it until I saw it. But man, it forces him to just take this crazy descriptive tone that just does not get matched by the almost basic bars that were brought to the table. And again, maybe it's meant to be this bigger metaphor, like, hey, here's the basic rapper coming in, but to me, it didn't connect properly. Anyway, next one's an interlude. I haven't liked a lot of those so far, so let's see how Drove goes. It was some sheep and some like other crickety sounds and a shrill, and it's mixed to like a creepy ambiance sound. And it's just sheep for like 55 seconds and cows and shit, like, I mean, it's a, it's a vibe. I so it's a three on five. Like this is, I don't know. If you guys can like, if you guys can add the profoundness here and let me know why this is cool, that's fine. I 
I don't know if there's some bigger purpose. It's called Drove. It sounds like you're on a, on a in a boring ass car ride about to fall asleep. It did make me feel a little sleepy, but the, I don't know. I, I don't have more to say on this. Eating alive. Um, yo, the, okay. So this one features a couple of people: uh, guitar genius Jeff Barker and experimental LA drummer Ted Burns. Both people I've never heard of, but the genius person uh, put that down. So thank you. Uh, and they like really own the outro bait, which is what I was just listening to, kind of entrancing. Uh, you sit there and listen to this percussion, and I'm like, honestly, I spent a good two minutes going, what the fuck is up with that drum set? Like, how are you producing those sounds? Like, is there something in the drums? Is it like a bunch of Kens or something? Like, cause dude sounds like he's got like rhythmic prowess a la max, and guitar dude sounds like he's just vibing. It almost sounds like they were just jamming together for a couple of minutes and, and that just made the album like that and it fits really really well like it's cool it's just it's just so bizarre bizarre is the right word like this that kind of stuff where i'm like this i'm not really the right kind of audience for that particular level of out there sounds on a regular this felt like going at least from an instrumental point of view like going to an art museum and staring at a bunch of paintings and going like i don't i don't know what, what why this is great but i know that it's pretty great like i get it i get it in the sense that that's that was an experience like to create something so pristinely put together is, is impressive but to listen to that is baffling um, my brain was rattled and that's cool this is another one where the chorus just these choruses sometimes just feel like jarring like they're just slapped on and this one just feels like slapped on i don't really understand the bar don't you step foot up in the swamp with your gators on i kind of took that like a, a lacoste or something like that but um maybe instead of that, that like it's saying like don't go in the swamp being so fancy and rich um basically being like i don't know like I, I, there's a lot of swamp bars, so I kind of pictured the the literal bayou, the the swamp down in the in the states, but also like the Donald Trump version of the swamp. So I wondered about both of those things at the same time. But then he goes, "That's redundant. When one takes a foot, take that." And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. I really, I just don't understand it. So I'm hoping one of y'all can translate that. Otherwise, I kind of like the bar when the fuck the swamp turned into real estate because that's like just a practical bar. Like even up in Quebec, right? There's some swampy areas in this this town called Rigo, and a lot of the properties there are kind of fucked up right now just because like literally they built on these lands that they just should not have built on and we're gonna have some serious problems as time goes on and then all these people who thought they were copping a great house losing money and shit anyway man spirits in the weeping willows heavyweight and it kind of flows on into this again weird ambiance shit where i feel like he's criticizing the capitalist endeavors of uh you know corporate america in the first verse and it's kind of looking at the swamp from that point of view and in the second verse he kind of twisted into fashion week like i love the idea like if you showed up your flashy once upon a time like you never would have been able to get away with that because you would have been robbed or taken out and everything's just so vapid and top level and i think it's cool and then there's that weird ass outro and then i guess the swamp eats you alive and maybe if we think about it from the perspective of being capitalist america and this 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 giant system we're in and this swamp that was supposed to be drained well it's not really drained and now we're here and people go into it with fancy shit and get murked i, I don't know I, I like it it gave me a bunch to think about in terms of that and uh, i think this one's impressive 
I'm going to give it a 4.25 because it's really impressive, but I don't know if I like it. Like, I would not want to listen to this again while thinking it's a really cool experience. Like, this is a one-time listen for me, even if it maybe deserves more. And I would, like, keep it on during the album because, I mean, at this point, why would I skip it if I went this far deep? But I wouldn't be excited for this one. But I say that knowing that maybe... I'm going to be thinking about those weird rattlies in a week and all of a sudden love the tune. Let's move on though to Body for the Pile. So apparently this track came out back in the days in 2016 uh, by another name known as, uh, or sorry, it features production by noise artist uh, known as Sickness and it came out on the Adult Swim's 2016 noise compilation uh, where I'm assuming that noise artistry is what's going on like again with the sounds that we've been getting on this project and it's pretty interesting but thinking about it being 2016, uh, I noticed that the, the flow is a little sloppier in its enunciation and he's gotten a lot clearer with his fast rap since then so kudos to david for improving so much because some of these fast lines are delivered a little sloppily on this one the track describes the death of three police officers i mean basically bus one shot the blood still pumping bus two shots if you really bust something all right so fight back if you're feeling some energy three little pigs and it can't do nothing for the last time you can't run you're just a body for a pop body for the pop so you know three cops being done first one appears to be beaten i love the part where like the spiders in the corner kind of looking like whose fucking house you think this is like even the spiders like i own this shit which is probably a spiders think anyway because like why wouldn't they they're fucking spiders you know they own the house um a bit of a violence kind of feels like somebody got murdered up in the first room like vicious bit bite marks and shit like you know just kind of a almost a, a, Mar a charles manson styled murder in the first verse second verse i don't know just like a fucking shooting is the cop got shot out like that third verse is more of a car crash if i'm not mistaken he's just fucking hit the curb and it just all went bad so we just see the death of three cops played out over this crazy beat and it's it's honestly I feel like it, it was one of the first ones where I don't know if I was just a little disinterested. I feel like the sound's been done on this project already. And David going really fast in the third verse uh, was a little less impressive because it, it is a bit of a sloppier uh, performance on this compared to some of the really tight shit we got earlier on the project when I was like kind of talking about him flexing on his math flows and whatnot. But I like this still. I'm giving it a 4.25. It's a creative story. It's an interesting thing and it fits the project. And I think for people that are more into this noisy kind of vibe that he has going on, this shit's gonna slap. For me, I like the more music-y vibes he has on the album, but I still appreciate what he did here. Anyway, um, that's all I gotta say about this track. I don't even know what the next one, uh, the next one's called, what does it say there? Enlacing? Enlacing. So uh, on the one hand, I honestly thought we had peaked. I thought it was done. Like there wasn't gonna be another track that would super delight me again on this project, but I was very wrong. This, this was quite the trip. It took a minute. It took a minute for me to like grasp what I was listening to and I could be wrong, but this track is like a, a drug trip gone wrong. Like, like when you do something like a bunch of mollies and you go to a rave and then instead of having a really good time, you feel like you're supposed to have the really good time, but instead you have an existential trip about how your life is meaningless and you're like a loser. And then as the fucking trip goes on, it just kind of escalates in tone and feel. Um, 
I don't know. I like it at the end when he's like, summit, some shit, sunk ship, loot, loop, feedback, look, see that bloody sack you used to be that. The mind is a facade. And it almost feels like maybe you die or you overdose, you trip the fuck out. But at the same time, it's almost like this ethereal experience where like your high is just broken into these base fucking functions meanwhile the beach just fucking wavy i love the chorus on this one uh, just everything for the way it starts like just get your ass down to the flow and then it just picks in and it just again paints this tone just paints this ambiance and it's it's weird and it's it's out there and it's wavy but it's dark and it's depressing and it's not like a good time. I think he captures the pulse of anxiety and the tension really, really well in his lyrics on this one. I think he does an excellent job with tone. Like his dry kind of delivery here feels like that voice in the back of your head that's just running while you're in that environment. And when meanwhile, all around you, you're supposed to just be getting your ass down to the floor and you're like losing yourself maybe in these physical motions while this is what's playing through your head. This is a really cool experience. I find it really enjoyable. And as far as replayability goes, it's, it's really up there on the replayability side on this album for more of your casual music listeners that aren't into so much of the noise side of this project. And I like the fact that he was he made sure to give us a couple of these tunes that we could just kind of bump and not have to be like so into the avant-garde world. I like this a lot. I thought it was fucking enjoyable. Uh, I don't know if the last one has lyrics or not because it doesn't say explicit lyrical content on the last track on Spotify. So if this turns out to be like the last like song song, that's banging. This is a cool thing. It's a four and a half on five again. I would recommend this one. But let's check out what the fuck happens in, uh, what is it, Secret Place or Secret Peace? Or I think I even fucked up the, the She Bad. I should see side. So Secret Peace is this one. As those of you who heard the album knew, my suspicions were correct. This was an outro piece. Um another experience shall we say this was written by yoko ono it is a text score from 1953 that instructs the players to decide on one note that you want to play to play it with the following accompaniment the woods from 5 a.m to 8 a.m in summer and then apparently all the different musicians that were involved in the two parts of this project uh, were involved in creating this piece. Um, I, I guess I did notice occasional different notes that got played. I, I couldn't tell if it was all the same note because it's kind of spacey and woodsy. And uh, as you can tell by now, it's not my 1000% my cup of tea, this whole spacey stuff. But again, it's an experience like... This is the kind of thing where I'm really appreciated listening to because it's it's like it expands my imagination and allows me to, I guess, perceive another way of composition, another way to capture atmosphere and vibes. It's so interesting even to take the Yoko Ono history text score, like a vague set of instructions and manifest it into the outro on this album. That's crazy. If you think about how like insane that that really is it's almost a 70 year old written set of instructions manifested on this obscure uh alternate hip-hop album that i mean i think yoko ono would feel that shit though i think this is the, this would be her jam she'd be probably really into this i um i, I don't know I, I gave it a four i don't know how to rate this this is not in my comfort zone it's just a cool experience and in a lot of ways if i were to think about this album as a whole 
it's not in my comfort zone it's a cool experience is a pretty good summation i love the tunes where he does shit like takes modern trap uh language and flows and flips them with horror-esque sounding beats to create a completely different juxtaposition on pop sounds i guess paid every day 96 nave campbell say the name uh these are tracks that really stood out to me uh another one would be in lacing and otherwise um i feel like the album displays a lot of david's technical ability to rap he knows how to use dry theater techniques to kind of capture the mood but i i don't know like this is gonna be a hit or miss experience for you you're either gonna love this shit or you're gonna be weirded the fuck out by it like what's the point i think on a technical front david is a brilliant writer and if they're gonna feature people they have to follow the damn clipping no eye rule because the features felt whack on this project and made them really hard to listen to just in terms of the writing otherwise yeah it's a cool effort i definitely like the other project more i think it was a little stronger i think it had some like really standout tunes but maybe it's also i've only heard this one one time and i haven't had enough chance to really sit on it there are songs on this album i'm absolutely gonna go back to but i might not really go through the project as a whole again let me know what you think in general about this album do you think that clipping lived up with their cool two-sided album here do you like the overall horror-esque themes that seem to critique society while paying homage to some of the horror themes of yesteryear are you into this kind of vibe do you think clipping is dope and if clipping isn't the shit for you who is the good version of what this is meant to i feel like they're paying tribute to a thing who is the thing that they're paying tribute to or is it just a whole bunch of stuff because this is like i said a little bit out of my knowledge scope and i'm glad that's the case because as a as an artist i want to learn and as a person i want to grow so getting to hear some complicated stuff like this well it, it challenges me and it forces me to 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 be like i guess a more open-minded person so yeah thank y'all for watching this let me know in the comments what you felt about any of it sorry if it's scattered i'm still getting used to this new format of listening one time and talking about it it's a little harder uh subscribe to the channel if you feel it i have a lot of album reviews to catch up on and i have a week off from work soon so i'm gonna try and get a little bit clocked up and bang them out uh so we can get back into the flow of things we're also looking into making the classic quest our classic album show go live possibly this very sunday on twitch so follow us on twitch Twitch if you want to start getting involved in definitely our interviews are going to be live moving forward and we're looking to expanding and move to twitch you know just explore what's going on over there and, and interact with y'all a little more in a real-time environment um so yeah i uh special thanks to the patrons ismail gadamsey chris prado jonathan barnes dg black hurricane linda williams and uh, scribble and yo ismail gadamsey is the reason i know who clipping is in the first place he posted when their last album dropped yo you should check this out and i did so big ups to ismail for that you you have you are mvp in my life in my opinion um but if you support what we do and you want to see us do some albums or tracks or whatever uh check the description links down there your patreons we come in with those track reviews i promise they come in this uh week we're gonna get them recorded and uh ultimately i'll make music i have like i said at the beginning a new track out in a little contest links in description and yo live long and prosper everyone